I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to another edition of Really Healthy, brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. Oh, we got a lot of fun stuff for you today. I got a few things to talk about. We have fun ways of how music can really help uh, yes. with your exercise. Don't go to the gym without your tunes. Gotta have the tunes. Yeah. Uh, we also have an article about ways to dramatically improve your... Double your, your weight yes, loss. Your, your weight One loss. One tip to double your weight loss. And is intermittent fasting uh, okay just on the days, days off? off. Yeah. And we also have a fun challenge for you this week. And I am personally going to be a guinea pig and do this myself. Yes. But let's get started. First thing we're going to do is talk about you. I want to hear how you're doing and uh, what what's on your mind this week with your program. Okay. So the big thing that's jumped out at me this week is exercise. Mm-hmm. And I've hit like a wall. I, and I'm really struggling with it. And what I struggle with is I'm, I'm sore. I'm in it's not even sore. It's like I'm in pain and it gets hard because I'm like, why, why can this ever not just feel good? Right. And, and I don't, I, I'm just telling you, I don't feel good when I exercise. Okay, I'm, well, I'm let's... in a lot of pain and I, I, I struggle with this whole thing, Melanie, about, you know, eating that cake, which I haven't, I'm on this keto thing, right? right. So there's like been no sugar, but this whole, it's like that instant gratification and how come things that just taste amazing are so wonderful right in the beginning are bad for us. And those painful things, those hard things like exercise are, are, are good. I, I really struggle with that. Well, let me point this out. So first of all, I think that you're part of the reason why you're in pain is because you have excess weight on your joints, right? So that's always a thing that you're going to struggle with. And as you lose the weight and you keep moving and your muscles get stronger, you're not going to be in pain. That is going to go away. And so then you're going to get to a point where exercise feels good. Right. How do you get past that though? Because because it really gets demoralizing. You just say, okay, well, you know, I got to I just have to fight through this until I well, am a at a weight things. where it's just not, it's not so You have much. to fight through it. Okay. So you're losing some weight. You're getting stronger. You might be dehydrated. Sometimes when you're not drinking enough water, your joints aren't very well lubricated and they ache. Um, and you also might need to do more stretching in your program. So there are things we can do to help you not be in pain. But part <laughs> when, of When pain, you say more stretching? Yeah, more <laughs> or some, you're not doing any stretching. Is that what you're no. telling me? Okay, Not well then like, there's a starting point. <laughs> we'll start by adding some some stretching so should, should to your I do program. It before, after? Before and after. So you should be warming up. 
So first of all, you should be warming up, letting your body increase in temperature and your joints get an improved range of motion. My warm-up is to get out of bed. Okay. (laughs) So we'll just, I think that you need to add a little bit more to your warm-up so there's more of a transition from not moving to exercising. But So let me point out this. Um, There are some things that we can tweak with your program and just know that exercise is enjoyable and it does, it actually releases endorphins that make you feel good. And so exercise does have that. It shouldn't be about pain, but sometimes there are phases as you're exercising and changing where you'll go through phases where it's painful. Where it's hard. You have to work through it. The, The other challenge for me was being like inside like i'm like i'm done with winter and yeah and and i know there are things you can do outside and i'm just like i want i want to be outside it's really hard for me on my knees in general because of the surgeries i had so um that that was something that kind of uh added to it so how do i go outside so you're doing an activity that hurts but it's good because it's outside you're making I a just, sacrifice. I feel better being outside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could try riding a bike maybe outside. That might not hurt your knees as much. Or a recumbent bike. Those are really good for your knees. <laughs> you could do that outside. You know the bikes where you sit back? Okay, oh. whatever. Yeah, but you could do something like that. I mean, if you want to get outside or maybe cross-country skiing or um, where hike, I mean, maybe some it hiking. It doesn't put the same stress. Right. Yeah. Do a different activity because maybe it's just walking and your body that's causing the pain. But there are different things you can do outside. So try a different activity. Or let's do more of a warm-up and make sure you're stretching. Because if your muscles are tight and not stretched, stretched they pull on your joints. And then your joints hurt. So that can be the part of the problem, too. So... Can we talk a little bit more about stretching? Yes. Okay. Um, when I, kind of back in the day, mm-hmm. it was static stretching, right? You start out, you static stretch, and now it's more of this... Um, dynamic dynamic stretching. Dynamic stretching. You're an active participant. Is it, And so it's more the dynamic stretching to start with and the more static stretching at the end. Is that an act? Is that a... Kind of yes, a good guideline to go by. That is a really as, good as... guideline is you want to start with dynamic stretching, which is basically dynamic movement. So that might be where you're like doing knee lifts. And instead of just lifting your knee, you're reaching your arms high up overhead. And then you're getting a stretch like through your lats and you're getting your body, your, your whole body involved. And so I'm not, I'm not saying this just for me. I'm saying it for the people out there as yeah, well. Yeah. That's why I'm asking these questions. Uh is it possible to injure yourself by dynamic stretching? Is there like a pace that you should go, a oh. tempo? Because it's... Do you, do you know I'm glad it? you brought up tempo because yeah. that's coming up in our next segment I and I have all the juice about that. But um, yeah, I mean, a, a, nice, a rhythmic pace is like, it's about 130 beats per minute if you ever use music or whatever. But that's like a nice natural pace. It's kind of like this, like down, up, down up that type of movement is typically not too fast not too slow but you you can go too fast right yeah you should never be like you should never look like you're going in fast forward or supersonic pace because i'm i've i'm from the world where like like you can't be late and and in summer i don't want to say you're lazy but you're Uh just you're you're being smart and you're easing yourself into the to to the movement 
Because one of the one of the challenges I think I run into is I'm a storm the beaches kind of person, mm-hmm. and I'm like you know, and so um, I think part of my pain is from things like that where I I'm not really um, warming my body up properly. I'm just I'm just like okay, I got to go work out, I got to get this done, and you get in and you go do it, and you're just like, um, and and maybe yeah. just kind of having more prudence and care and easing and and the other part of it is i'm getting older too and you're getting i forgot to point that out but you are getting older (laughs) me too unfortunately (laughs) right yeah Yeah, by the minute but really quick so warm up you should be giving yourself three to five minutes of like dynamic movement um and then doing some static stretching at the end and your static stretches are where you hold the stretch and you breathe through it for 20 to 30 seconds and so those are some basic things to start with Cool. Cool. All right. When we get, uh, come back, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we have ways to dramatically improve your workout through music. Music. All, All right. about music. We'll see you in a bit. All right, welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. Of course, we were talking about exercise and kind of learning to deal with the pain and, of course, stretching. You're supposed to enjoy yes, your exercise. Yes, so. enjoying it. And so there are ways through music that you can enjoy exercising more, but also getting more out of it. Is that correct? Yeah, so music is really, really powerful. And for You pe- love music. I, I am I, obsessed I know with you, music. You, you can really... Actually, so I'm a registered dietitian. I'm a trainer, group fitness instructor. I also... T- consider myself a music expert (laughs) no i really do because i wouldn't multifaceted well music expert when it comes to health and fitness because um i don't do anything in fitness without music it's so powerful and it's not even about making my body move smarter i enjoy it more but also there are physiological responses to music that are well studied and well documented so for example um, there are studies that show that people who work out to music, their heart rate moves more efficiently. Their VO2 max is lower, and that means you're using less oxygen but moving more efficiently. So we see that people, their heart rate is more in control when they have music. And if you play really fast music, your heart rate will go up and you'll move faster to that music. And if you, if you play really slow music, your heart rate slows down and you cool down more efficiently. Yeah, see, I'm I'm playing like um, um, opera music when I. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It, I know there are all kinds of weird things, and they've even done studies like EEGs on the brain, and they'll play hyper music, and your brain responds, and your brain actually responds to the beat of the music, and it wants to follow the beat. So even when people say I can't move to the beat, if you just played a song, or if I just had you tap your finger, and I was like, tap your finger, you would naturally tap your finger at a rhythmic pace of about 130 beats per minute. That's what most people do. So that's like a really efficient pace for running, for walking. If you were going to use music, 130 beats per minute is a great that's the, that's cardio the best way pace. So a few more things, though, that we know about music. So when people run to music, we know that it improves your step rate efficiency. What does that mean? You take smaller, more efficient steps because your body's wanting to run to the beat. It reduces the risk of injury, and you get and you become more efficient and as, a, as a runner and as a walker. So maybe you should use music. So um, this whole idea of rhythm and, and efficiency, yeah. um, I never really thought of it that way. But as you mentioned it, it's like 
you know, we want, you know, when you, when you're practicing for a sport, yeah, there's, there's a way there, there's a rhythm to, to how you do it. And you train in a way. So you, so you have that efficiency when you're, and I've never, I never connected rhythm with working out and exercising for your health. Right. right. I can, I can understand it if, if you're like a, a basketball player, you, you know, shooting or a pitch, a pitcher throwing or, right. or, or whatever sport it may be, but to actually equate rhythm to just exercise by itself, that's a very cool thing. It is really cool. And so we see that people's levels of per- perceived exertion are lower when they use music. So that means you're working harder than you think because the music is helping you enjoy it. So also we see that people's adherence to exercise is better because they enjoy it. So they will keep doing it. They'll stick with it. In a program where they looked at walkers who worked out with and without music, the walkers that the walkers with music lost twice as much weight. Really? Because music helped them move more efficiently, longer, and enjoy it more. Is Pretty there, powerful. It, yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, it's awesome. And yeah. I, I never thought of it that way. Is it just music? So, for example... Um, when I'm on the elliptical, I, I have a timed out like program that it's not like I'm just, right. I'm just on an elliptical and a, here I go. I'm, I'm following a program and that actually helps me, mm-hmm. right? I don't listen to me. I don't listen to music. Uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm going to try this. I love this. Yeah. But I, so following the routine for me, it's like, it, it's almost like, okay, what's the plan? I'm going to follow the plan, execute the plan and I'm done. But I've never really incorporated music, and so is—is is it the only thing? Is it the best thing? Or you know, I, I know some people who will get on an elliptical and they'll just go for an hour and they'll watch a movie, or or they you see people watching television. There's all you know in a lot of gyms. There's always television monitors, right? And is is that like harmful, helpful? Uh. Music is the best. It is the best media you can use in your workout because. The beat, if it's fast enough and it's encouraging you to work at an efficient pace, you have the beat and you also have the distraction. Where TV tends to slow people down because you're like enjoying this movie or the news or whatever. And you kind of just go at this comfortable pace where music can make you get out of your comfort zone and work harder because you're trying to keep up with the beat. So music like reigns supreme. Um, if you don't like to work out to music, then it, it, anything's better than nothing. So use use TV. Um, and, you know, some days it's totally okay. Like if I've had a really busy day and I've been on my phone all day or been talking to people all day, if I go home and I want to go for a run outside, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to take my phone with me. So there's definitely a time where you can just take a break from it. But if you want to work harder and longer and enjoy it more, the number one thing you can do is get a good playlist. When, when I was on The Biggest Loser, we went to the spin class, mm-hmm. and the owner was a former dr- drummer for REO Speedwagon. He oh. had his drum set in the middle of all of the bikes. That's awesome. And played this just insane music, so it was really fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, there's something I want to bring up, and it's called Tempo Magic. Tempo Magic is an app, and this is an essential music app. This is an app that changes the tempo of the music in your library, so in your iTunes or what is it on Google, your Google Play music? Yeah, Google Mm -hmm. Play. So basically, whatever music is on your device, this app, you can put build your playlist in the app, and then you can change the tempo. So like the song I have right now queued up in the app is Bad Reputation. Well, that song's only at 100 beats per minute. That's not a good cardio pace. That's going to be too slow. So you can put your music in here. So whatever music you like, you can you speed just, it up. You just set it. 
and it does not change the pitch, so you don't get like the zombies oh. and the chipmunk sound. Right. It still sounds really good, <laughs> and you can actually increase it plus or minus fifty percent. That's really cool. This is awesome. Yeah. I love this. So you can put, load up your playlist, and you can say, you know what, I want everything to be one thirty, and it will play everything in your list at one hundred and thirty. And it's just a free app. Uh, I think oh. it might cost like two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. I don't know. It's well worth it. Cool. Um, okay, so next we have my current playlist. My playlists are called Mel's Workout Candy. That's how important Ooh. music is to me. I call it my workout candy. But um, it was really hard for me to pick just one song. So you got three screenshots full of music. <laughs> but let me give you an example. So here's what makes a good playlist. Ready? Variety. So don't play like all old school rock. I don't know what you like. Disco, opera. Um, put a variety of genres into your workout playlist because it helps you stay on your toes and not get bored with the music. So I have like Believer, Imagine Dragons. That's a really great Love that song. like warm up, yep. get started. And then I have this too loud, totally rock song. That's by I Come For Hire. And then I have De Niro. It's not explicit. It's clean. Um, so, so you have by so, J Lo. <laughs> so you kind of have it structured in, in how your workout's going to go. Yeah, I just vari- all about variety, oh. and it's nice to have songs like with a positive message. So like High Hopes, Panic at the Disco. That has a really positive message. Level Up by Ciara. Yeah. That is, I was, I always assume there these songs have some meaning I don't want to know about. But Level Up is actually about pick an area of your, in an area in your life and level up. So it's kind of fun when you find music that reinforces. Like at the end, I have Victorious. I save that for the end of my workout because I feel victorious Ooh. and the music resonates. But really, so it's about the beat, but it's also about like the feel and the message of the song. It all gives you that experience where you enjoy your exercise cool all right we're going to take a break we come back we've got a great question a challenge and um we're going to actually keep track of what we do and how it impacts our weight loss Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas. I want to get my music. I want to go out. I'm, I'm pumped up to exercise. Yay. You owned that. Well, you, uh, I'm you, I could feel the passion behind the it. And, and I, I learned a lot of things about, about how the impact of music and how it can really help. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to music, but I've, I've always been... A per- for me, part of the challenge is I sweat a lot. Uh-huh. And so having something in my ears and a wire attached or whatever is, yeah. is it's a little bit of a challenge. I love music and so figuring out how to how to make that happen I think is a great thing and I love the whole, whole idea of tempo. So very yep. very cool stuff. Good stuff. Very good. Okay, we have a question from a listener. Would intermittent fasting be worth it if I can only follow it on my days off? It's worth it anytime. If really? you fast one meal a week, yes. Because Weight loss, managing your weight is not hour by hour. It's not even day by day. It's average over time. And really, even with work, with exercise, it's average minutes per week of exercise. Like we want you to get 120, 150 minutes per week of exercise. If you do it on the weekends or break it up, that's fine. And even with your diet, you have that time where you can balance things out and just try to eat less over the week. So yes, anytime you can do it, do it. I promise you'll see a benefit. You will. Okay, um, that's, that's I, that. I swear I learn new things every single day. I learn new things from you. You know, you know, what, you know what's interesting? Um, I, I run into people all the time. 
and they're like and they and they watch and listen to our program and i i'm getting all of the this feedback uh-huh. and, and it's and people are passionate about it uh and it's like green smoothies and oh, talking yeah? about green smoothies and all of these different things and, and it's like you need to talk about that and you need to and so um we appreciate all of the input and that people yeah, are interested in following us so very cool uh, we love we love to share all the information and it's a great great place to be and and we learn a lot from it. Okay, um, so there was an article uh, in Men's Journal, and and you can actually double your weight loss in fifteen in minutes 15 a day. Fifteen minutes a day. How do you do that? I know it sounds like it's going to be a workout, right? It's actually not a workout. Your fifteen minutes a day should be spent tracking what you eat. And you know what? It does not even have to take 15 minutes. But this article is referencing a study where they actually looked at about 1,700 people and and they tracked what they ate and they spent about 15 minutes a day logging their food and they lost twice as much weight. I think I think the the thing people have a challenge with, it's like, okay, you want me to, every time I eat, mark it down, yeah. write it down, enter it into some kind of app, and people feel almost overwhelmed by that. They're, they feel like, oh, this is so challenging. It's so hard. It's so, and it almost becomes a distraction. People get demoralized and they just don't do it. Yeah. And you know what? As, as a dietitian over the years, I used to be a big advocate of detailed food diary. Like write down what you ate. How big was it? Um, what time of day was it? And you know what? I'm over that. You don't get caught up in the details and the fine numbers. Zoom out and look at the big picture. So like if you just write down what you eat um, and let's say you go, oh, I had Cheerios and a banana and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and some Ruffles potato chips or whatever. But can you already see the pattern that I'm pointing out? You're like, where's the color? Where are the fruits and vegetables? Like that's the big picture. Where was the water? Did I forget to drink? Um, You can also use apps though, like MyFitnessPal. There are lots of great apps where you can log it really quick on your phone if that works for you if you want to enter each item in that's awesome if you want to just quickly in a notebook write down the basics of what you eat another way you can do it is take a picture screenshot yeah so i've actually done all of those yeah so i've done it in this book right here Mm -hmm. i've also done it on an app Mm -hmm. and uh i i actually have the same uh takeaway from either one uh one is it's really hard in the beginning and it's only hard because you just don't normally do it yeah and and so at least that's this has just been my experience and so once you get used to actually doing it it becomes so much more um efficient it's it's not that time consuming but whether you do it on an app or you do it in here from my experience again you actually uh, become so much more aware of what you're actually eating and like you said you you start to realize oh i see the pattern or you, right. you you're aware of wow, I had no idea that that, that was that <laughs> that much or you, you you get you just get a better a better awareness of what's actually going uh, in your mouth and, and, and how much of it. it awareness it's a huge thing is a big part of it. Um, personal accountability is a big part of it. And you know what? The other part of it is empowerment because it actually gives you the information to go, oh, I overate a little bit today, but tomorrow, as you write down what you eat, you can eat less and you feel like I'm in control. Like I, I see what I did. I know how to fix it. I'm going to write it down as I fix it. And you're in control. And I think that's really empowering with your food. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I, th- I think this whole idea of accountability 
it has to be an essential part of what you do. And uh, you, you've used the example of, uh, okay, if you, like, for example, if you put a cookie in here. Right. And it just shows uh, a cookie, but actually what is the actual size of the cookie? It, right. It, it, and, and so just having that um, awareness and accountability I think is a huge, a huge part to all well, of this. Let me point out this. So with food tracker apps, if you're counting calories, you do need detail. If you really care about your calories and you're like, I want to eat 1400 calories a day, I'm going to use this app. You need to know this first off. You're going to underestimate your portion sizes and overestimate your activity. And it's going to make you feel like I only eat 1200 calories a day and I'm not losing weight because we always put in less than we think in these trackers. So I always pat it. I always add like 500 calories. When I see someone's food tracker and they're uh, like, I only ate 1287. <laughs> I'm like, no, that it was actually 1787. 17, yeah. yeah. I always add 500. All so. right, we have a challenge this week. Yes. What is it? Well, it goes along really well with our episode. We want you to track what you're eating. So find a food tracker, get a journal, um, keep track of what you eat this week. Write it down. I think that even if you think you eat perfectly or you know it's really bad, sometimes I don't want to write it down because I already know it's going to be bad and I don't want to like have to admit what I did. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what. I'm going what? to do it this okay. week and I will actually show it on the episode. Okay. I'll share with everyone out there, here's what I did for an entire week. And we can maybe go over it uh, on, on, on the show. I'll totally do it, too. I don't know if people okay. care about mine, but I'll do it, too. Well, I care about yours. Okay. I think it would be interesting. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. We're doing it. I want to see how the other half lives. It's a competition. Actually, <laughs> if you make it a competition, you're going to try and win. No, no, no. Yes, I, you are. No, I'm you're not. competitive. No, no. Well, I am competitive, <laughs> but uh, uh, I will definitely do okay. it. All right. Well, that, that's it for Really Healthy. We want to thank you so much for uh, joining in with us. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Alpine Plastic Surgery. You can visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Really Healthy Podcast. Also, we have at reallyhealthyshow.com is our website. Please join, uh, join in, follow us, uh, go to the website. There's lots of fun, interactive things, challenges, workouts, meal plans, any questions you want to have. And until we see you again, we hope you have a really healthy day. program does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program. Bonneville International does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk.